Base Case 018. I'm your host, Phil, Inner Game Part 1. You know, the general theme of these books that I've been talking about in the last few episodes, regardless of it's Kenny Warner's book or Free Play by Nachmanovich, there seems to be a common theme of letting go of the inner self that plagues us when we're doing things, you know, and it could be when we're making music or speaking in front of audiences or attempting athletic feats such as catching a ball or running into a group of defenders. How do those guys do that? You know, how, do, how come some do it better than others? And the failure part is us basically, as I've heard it said before, and I think I started hearing this probably when I was playing Pop Warner football, getting in our own way. We're thinking about failure. We're thinking that what we do isn't good enough or we're thinking that we're not ready yet and we need to practice more. And I think everybody on the planet deals with this sometimes. We're overwhelmed by a simple situation that we're unfamiliar with or sometimes familiar with, and we've attached a special significance to something simple, and in the end of the day, we don't perform as expected. You know, you've seen those grooms that pass out at the altar. You know, all they had to do was stand there and repeat some lines being fed to them, and for a few of them, check it out on YouTube, and it's too much for some of them, and they pass out. You know, they've never been, uh, they're thinking too much, right? They're getting, they're getting in their own way and they're thinking about they're going to mess up and some, all of a sudden they keel over. And then you have somebody does something a million times, but they have to do it in front of an audience and they stumble over it. And what's happening, you know? Why can't I get that USB plug in? I got to try it like the video says, I got to do it three times the right way, the wrong way, and then the right way again. What's happening? We're getting in our way. We're not disappearing like Nakmanovich urges us to do. And we're caring too much like Kenny Warner writes. You know, we're in the studio and we're going to play something that we've played countless times. But because we're in the studio and things are different, we start thinking about it. It's not the same as when we're in our practice studio. You know, we've got a recording engineer and a producer in front of us and suddenly everything feels different. Or we think about it too much beforehand and those thoughts take over, you know, multiple thoughts. I can't do this or I could do this, but I can't do this right now. Or, you know, I need to practice. I didn't get enough sleep. You know, these guys think I'm lame and watch here. I'm going to prove it. Right. The, the third of the three books that deals with this, you know, and I've got those three books on my nightstand shelf and I deal with them all the time. And I talk to them with my students, but this third one is Barry Green's with Timothy Galway, The Inner Game of Music. And I say with Timothy Galway because it's Timothy's books that started this. His first book was Inner Game of Tennis, which he wrote in the 1970s. And he wrote some other ones, Inner Game of Golf and Inner Skiing. And then in the 80s, corporate types got involved and he developed lectures. He started, I was reading about him, he was talking more to business corporate types than than musicians and uh, guys playing golf and tennis. But Barry Green, a, a bass player just like us, read Inner Game of Tennis and found that the ideas would work for musicians too, and he started trying them and started wanting to put them out there. And he got with Galway, and they, they produced a book together back in the late 80s, Inner Game of Music. And I remember a percussionist telling me about this book as an undergrad, and when I asked him about it, he threw his keys at me. And I'm like, okay. And he said, you caught them. He says, you know, without thinking about it. He says, 
if you had thought about it or if I had warned you that I was throwing my keys, you might have dropped them. He says, you would have maybe thought, uh, what kind of, how's he going to throw them? You know, how am I going to catch it? You know, is he going to throw them hard? Which hand do I use to catch it? Should I back up? And, you know, is he going to laugh at me if I drop them? But he just threw them without thinking and I caught him without thinking. Now that's, that's part of the book and that's likely an oversimplification to some extent, but that's the way it works. We can do things much more, uh, with ease and gracefulness when we don't think about them. And it's basically us taking ourselves out of the equation and merely executing, whether it's executing a catch of the, some keys or executing walking a B-flat blues bass line. You know, it's something we've done many, many times before. How many times have I caught something thrown at me, you know? I've caught all kinds of stuff in my life. I've also dropped some things, too. But if you don't have a lot of experience in catching stuff or in walking a B-flat blues bass line, then some other things come up. But we're talking about the things that the mental interference gets in the way of. You know, I ran track and cross country in high school. And at the time I was reading about a runner who was making an attempt at the Olympic trials. And he was speaking of, you know, the interviewer was asking about all his competition. And he spoke of garbage in, garbage out. He had trained himself to when negative thoughts came into his head, he referred to him as garbage and he took out the trash. And I'm making this point, telling these anecdotes to display that these books have that commonality. You know, we get in our way. We have to strategize how to get out of our way. You know, it's just not going to be, hey, I'm going to get out of my way today. You know, we have to figure out a way to not let these thoughts get to us. You know, in many cases, we can't practice our instrument. You know, I've seen it in combo class and JE the first day. You know, the first day I usually rigged the rhythm section before class to play an F blues and before anything begins. And I mean, the moment I walk into the rehearsal hall at the beginning of class, the, the rhythm section starts grooving an F blues. And I move around the room with these new guys and some fraternity guys, and I pass out the sheet to now's the time, ahead in F blues. And right off, many of the players are off balance. You know, they're looking at me and they're looking at each other. But I just point, we just start playing, you know, I, I point to the more experienced ones. I point to the ones that I can feel like that maybe they have more of a head for it. And then after 30, 40 minutes of taking multiple reps, it settles in and that's fine. And they get the idea and believe it or not, it's consistently every semester, two or three guys will walk up and say, I'm glad we started playing at the beginning. He goes, that was really good for me because they say things like I, I had no, I didn't know what was going to happen. But we want to be able to move in on that first rep without the mental interference, without that 30 or 40 minutes of settling where we just do, right? We want to calm the mind down and if not altogether, shut it down and do what we know how to do. And inner game really gets into that. And its basic tenet is that there's two selves. There's self one and self two. And self one is all the time talking to self two. Self one is the one that interferes with your potential. You know, it's the one that said, I can't do this, or people are looking at me, or I'm being judged, or I can't do this right now. I need to practice more. Self two doesn't do a lot of talking. It expresses your potential. Uh, self two doesn't talk. It just acts. It catches those keys being thrown to you. It starts walking a B-flat blues bass line when, when the band leader calls it. Uh, I'll quote from the book. Self one is our interference. It contains our concepts on how things should be. It's so fond of the word should and shouldn't and often see things 
in terms of what could have been. On the other hand, self too is the vast reservoir of potential within each one of us. It's left to our own devices. It performs with gracefulness and ease. In other words, self too allows you to see the keys, put up your hands naturally and catch the key ring. You know, here's characteristics of self one on page 18. And I'm going to simplify it. Self one does all the talking to yourself while you're trying to do something. It's like a child. Once it wants you to pay attention and what happens is self one wants to keep you from being fully absorbed in the moment, being fully absorbed in the moment is from those other books, as you remember. And think about it. How can you possibly perform to your potential? How can you possibly walk that baseline or lock in with the drummer when you're talking to yourself, you know, when you're in your head or outside of it? Now, self too, let me quote that self too has access both to our entire nervous system and the wealth of information that is stored in our past experiences, yet be, can be difficult to recall. You know, all the times that you listen to a B flat blues, you know, that's all stored inside of you somewhere. You know, that's me walking a B flat blues, someone calling that, that's self too for me at work. I've played and taught it for years. There's no reason for me to start talking to myself about it. It's there, and I know it's there, and I don't care. I'm just going to do and listen to what's around me so I can react. And that's the unthinking state that self too does best in. It does best in the unthinking state because it doesn't want people talking to it. You know, it's whether walking that B-flat blues line or catching that key ring. It's the losing ourself that Nachmanovich talks about in free play. It's the stop caring so much that Kenny talks about in effortless mastery. You know, but I like the way Inner Game puts it. We have to ignore the good advice of self one. You know, good advice in quote marks. Self one starts up with advice, and we start talking about back. And self two cannot do anything for us. It's out of the picture. Now think about it. That part of our psyche that allows us to function and wants us wants to help. That 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 is a reservoir of resources, including everything that we've played and listened to has been completely shut down. And we're listening to this voice that's talking about while we're trying to perform how things should be. Now in the next episode, I'm going to go through a few of the eight techniques. I'm going to go through three of them of letting go, how you can let go that are in chapter seven. Okay. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>